Welcome to Moments with Norma. Well, I've had a week where I've been in bed since last week, Friday, and um, I've had this massive um, flu um, that seems to have um, been around almost quite a lot of people that I know have had it and somehow I've had it so bad I was in bed for most of the week and then on Monday I ended up having to go to the doctors to get some antibiotics because it had seemed to have set in very heavily um, in my lungs but um, I'm almost there, I'm not there yet, so I'm hoping that I can get through this week's podcast without um, going into a coughing fit. So, it has been extremely cold as well, and for many of us, um, some of us had snow, um, some just lots of cold, but the winter is truly setting in and it's taken a toll on us because I think for most of us here in England anyway, we've had such mild winters for the last maybe, mm, I would say, a good 20 years. Um, I have not felt winter um, this cold. Anyway, hope that you're all surviving um, wherever you are and keeping good health. My um, topic this week that I'd like to um, cover is giving a helping hand. And the reason why I um, thought about doing this topic was I was literally on the bus one day this week and I was all wrapped up, you know, hoodie, um, big fur hoodie, um, you could hardly see my face. I popped out, I think, to get something and just, just to get some fresh air into my lungs as well. And um, just in my local. And as I was um, coming back, I decided to get on the bus. And on the bus, I could see this um, woman kind of looking at me, looking at me. And I was thinking, I know her. You know when you see someone from the corner of your eyes? but you don't really want to look. But then she started waving and then I realised that she um, was actually trying to get my attraction, my attention. And then I realised that it was one of my uh, mentors um, that I used to work with um, some, oh, goodness, um, probably um, some 10, 10 years ago. And so after seeing her, it just brought up lots of memory um, to me um, of how I started um, giving a helping hand on my own um, journey um, through volunteering. And I remember 19, no, 2003, 
um, when uh, we had a family incident and I decided that this was a perfect time to start going into community work and community activities and it was something that I always wanted to do you know when you have these things or when I get some money if I get rich this is what I'm going to do but it never happens or um, I have many of my clients uh, they would say to me you know normally you'd make a good mentor you'd make a good this you'd make it and I'm like mm, and it's there but it's not there and I got into uh, community volunteering um, purely through the uh, activities of very tragic activities um, that happened uh, within my um, family in 2003 and Although I tried my really very, very best, it never worked out the way that I wanted it to. But I did start, and that's the main thing. And my intentions were there, and I learned a lot as well. Um, but because I was actually living in London, and actually sort of uh, going into Birmingham to do community work in Birmingham, um, it just wasn't really working out the way that it should do because I think you really need to be part of that community. And although my family is part of the community, I'd left that community a long time ago and more or less um, had settled in London. And London um, was for me a better option because obviously it's there on my doorstep I didn't have to go and get a train and travel up to Birmingham and try and do something up in Birmingham. I could as you know just as well do what I needed to do in London. And so I gave up um, the community activities in, in Birmingham. And then um, one I had to move from a business premises that I was at and my new location I started um, seeing this very handsome tall young white man on the streets and sometimes he would be so drunk that he would just fall in the middle of the street and um, until the police and the ambulance came to move him you know there was always some kind of traffic jam you could always um, know that the reason why there was a traffic jam was because he had fallen drunken in the middle of the road and I started um, talking to this young man and I would make sure that every day I'd give him something to eat um, sometimes I'd take him clothes because when he would um, be taken to the hospital um, to do whatever they do to clean him up and to um, get him back on the road again. He would always leave the hospital in hospital scrubs and the hospital scrubs, you know, um, it, it, they're very cold. And so I would take him loads of um, nice warm jumper and jeans and socks and warm coats and stuff like that. And I started building a friendship with him and then one Christmas, I went up to Birmingham 
for this for the um, Christmas period. And then when I came back, uh, the first thing I did when I came back to work was to go out looking um, for him. And I couldn't find him anywhere. And then I saw one of his friends weeks and weeks later. And I was like, so where is so-and-so? And he says, well, haven't you heard? And I says, heard what? He says, well, during the Christmas period, he was very drunk and he had fallen um, on the pavement and a group of um, men came and they kicked his head in and he died. And that really, really um, hurt me so much. I was so hurt by this situation and not only hurt but because I'd also known um had long conversations with this young man and he told me about his journey from a little village and the issues that he went through going on to drugs coming off drugs doing well falling in love things was really going good and then the girlfriend that he loved so much and gave so much to, um, she left him and then that was his downfall again. And I felt as if I was the last person um, literally carrying um, his story. And that story I know will go with me um, as part of my uh, journey into volunteering. And a few weeks after that, I saw Little Had and I um, answered it about the BMEs and working um, with drugs and alcohol. And that was a perfect time for me to start learning to um, deal with people um, who had other uh, emotional issues through drugs and alcohol. Um, at the time, I was more focusing on parents and young people and um, to actually have the opportunity to work with um, my community drugs and alcohol unit um, was one of the best life experience um, that I have uh, um, um, enjoyed or have or had and that really started me on a new journey of volunteering and in that process um, I was going through my own business challenges and having um, a lot of business challenges I didn't know whether I wanted to continue in the beauty industry do I continue to be self-employed do I continue to um, look for a job because by the time I had gone into this volunteering becoming a mentor um, I had acquired quite a lot of um, certificates and education because one of the things when you do volunteer is they teach you so much more and you end up having so much more qualification. Um, and the courses were phenomenal courses that I probably wouldn't have been able to afford, afford them. And so um, 
doing the volunteer, exchanging my service um, to support others in need, I was able to reach a better educational standard for myself. And um, during this time, um, I not only felt that I'd learned something new, but I was of service to others and I really did make an impact, whether it was dealing with um, people who was just on alcohol or dealing with people on drugs or whether it was dealing with young women um, who were on drugs and it really shocked me because I don't think we realise how many of our very close um, people or people that we see or people that we work with um, or just the average um, man on the streets you don't even realise that they're deep into um, drugs and alcohol. You know, sometimes we think they're just, um, you know, alcohol, but they're also into drugs. And a lot of young people nowadays, this is the life that they're now getting into from a very young age. And so I started um, that journey and it gave me an insight to understand other people's journey um, from an emotional um, perspective and also to deal with my own self of not being judgmental. I've never been a judgmental person, which was good, but it gave me an opportunity to even understand that just because you see um, some drug-induced um, young person on the road side or they're sleeping, like nowadays when you go to London um, under the bridges um, or in shop windows, um, people have just camped out now and made beds um, and living space on the road. And for me, I've never really looked at them or looked down on them and uh, judged anyone that's been in that position. Um, and working very closely with the community um, of the drugs and alcohol community, I was able to even understand that process even better. And I'm so glad that I spent almost five years volunteering. And my boss, um, when I saw her, um, they could never understand. I was really good at what I did and they had uh, fabulous jobs that I could have programmed, that I could have worked on with the courts or with the police or um, some of the um, homes and they could never understand why normally you give your time but you don't want to get a job to be paid to do um, this kind of work. You're good at what you do and you have the right attitude but for me it was just also to learn about the different aspect of volunteering and the different issues that my own community had or have. I also um, spent some time um, volunteering with disability and that was a really um, high opener and I never realised that 
there were so many black children that were in disability and real disability. We're not just talking about, you know, um, can't walk or whatever, but some serious disability. And um, I volunteered around that for two summers. And that again helped me to understand the need of um, my community a lot more. Um, I did quite a lot of other volunteer work and for me just giving my time and my service um, to my community um, helped me to grow. I also volunteered with children and family. Um, that was another uh, community um, uh, work that I did and it's amazing how when you get out there and give your time uh, to others how your life starts taking on a new meaning and start having new purpose and although my purpose in life um, or what I do for my job in beauty I knew that there was lots of other things that I was very passionate about and the passion that for me was to try to help people to become a better version of themselves and so for me this journey of volunteering um, gave me so much more than I expected. One of the things that I notice these days with a lot of our young boys and our girls um, why we have so much of them um, into um, street crime is purely because of the educational aspect. Most of our young people, they can't read and they can't write. And when they can't read or they can't write, when they're at junior school, it is not so bad. But when they have to leave junior school and go into secondary school, and they're still not able to read or write, and they're going through their adolescence, this is when you see that they start having far more issues again, and they start having problems. And they will do things to divert uh, the uh, attention from themselves that they're not able to read or write. And most of the teachers these days they don't have time to take on one child um, to teach him to read and write. He's supposed to have come from junior school being able to do that. And the classrooms are so big and diverse now that your child uh, that can't read and write is going to get lost. And the more that they get lost, the more that you see that they will start having their attention um, doing other things. Um, when I did want to do my community program, one of the things that I wanted to get into was um, 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 how can we allow parents and children to be on the same page? And how, how was I going to be able to support young uh, mothers as well um, to support their um, children?
because a lot of also the young mothers, a lot of them also too, they can't read and they can't write properly and they do have these big issues. And I have seen experience of these things. Um, I remember one time I was standing in the bank queue and there was a young black guy and he had his hands in his pockets and he just wouldn't go up every time a teller was available. He wouldn't go to that teller. He was waiting for this one special teller. And when she became available, he went up and I could see him take out what he, he had in his pocket and he pushed it to her, his bills and whatever. And obviously she knew that he couldn't read or write and she made out the checks and she made the payments to um, wherever he wanted to be made to. And this is one of the reasons if you as a young man, you can't read or write and you feel that there's no hope for you. You don't want to put yourself out there. You don't want your peers to know that. You don't want people to know that because it's embarrassing. So a lot of them are going to start acting big and they want to get the money on the fast cars. And the only way that they're going to do this is by getting into criminal activities, selling drugs and or um, doing whatever they need to do, um, stealing, whatever it takes um, to have criminal activities and some of the young girls obviously um, if they too can't read and write and they're very beautiful and they're pretty and they don't want people to know that then again they will be chasing boys and before you know it they're pregnant and they're in social care uh, situation and a lot of all of these um, situation with our young people it is all about reading and writing I still do volunteer right up to this day um, every Monday I go to a beauty academy and I give my day on a Monday to teach young girls beauty. Um, and um, a lot of the young girls that were in my uh, first year of um, um, teaching, um, most of them, they can't read and write and they, get, and they give you so much trouble. They won't put their phones away. Um, they're constantly on the Instagram because they think this is instant gratification. This is where they're going to make their money from. This is where their life is going to be all about. You start up a conversation about boys and they'll know everything. But you try to teach them anything, it's an issue. And so I do realise that part of the problem with our young people, whether it's young girls or whether it's young boys, it is about education. And that somehow they've got lost in the system because the classes were too big at junior school. Um, and a lot of time, our children need one-to-one -one teaching. Um, I remember when I was at school, um, I, and I still am, I'm just hopeless at maths. And the, the teacher would just work it out on the blackboard and you're thinking, well, how on earth did he get that? And he's not giving you the one-to-one. -one. And if you're not a mathematics brains, um, it's not going to happen. And right up to today, I'm just very good at counting one, two, three and subtracting and, you know, just general maths. But don't take me in anything too um, 
complicated decimal points this that that and the funny thing is um when at the beauty school we do have a gentleman who comes in and he teaches us maths and english and i do join in when i can on the maths and when someone sits down with you one-to-one -one and literally show you how it's happening rather than just quickly working it out on the blackboard and your brains is not being able to compute that um it makes a big difference because even by just doing that i realize oh it's not as difficult as that and i realize that a lot of our young people through me teaching um it is really about them having that one-to-one -one lessons and most of the time as their teacher i do have to end up giving them lots of more one-to-one -one lessons and taking them through um to uh, the process to finish their course and of course you know with the beauty course it's not an easy course at all to do because obviously they have to learn about human biology blood muscles um you know um skin um what this doesn't do and what that doesn't do and there's a lot there to uh, um, teach them and when you take the time with them and you teach them one-to-one -one, you'd be surprised how eventually um it can sink in and it makes a big difference in their life so for me um as i said i volunteer and from my volunteering now obviously it's gone into a little bit more um where i do teach um, um other students who are more advanced um and that has now become more of a paid uh, situation for me but it started out as a volunteer and so there's many things that you um, could think of doing to help in your community um, giving a helping hand and that um, you may have more than one passion or maybe you're planning to retire so what are you going to do in your retirement or maybe you have retired and if you don't keep being active and learning new things um, you miss out on so much of life there's so much that we all have that we can give to help our community to grow and um, so you know you could not just think about working in a, a, a charity shop I'm talking about there's real um, volunteering work and you could look up volunteering on the computer and see what's happening in your community um, it could be you could be a big brother or a big sister uh, to a young person take them out on a Saturday make a difference in their life or if you go to church and you have a church hall maybe on a Saturday morning I remember years gone by we used to run um, Saturday schools used to be run and that helped a lot of our black children and so you could start your own little um, reading um, classes for the little young ones um, because that's where they need to be nurtured is before they start going into um, the secondary school situation. Um, and you could set up a little reading thing in your church hall or um, if you have a community hall, 
you could ask them to have that for two hours on a Saturday morning and run a little reading thing uh, for um, the little young girls and boys within your neighborhood. And if you can't do that and you have space in your house, maybe um, you can just take on one child and um, give them um, reading lessons because something like that is going to save one child and that is really very purposeful and from there you too may find that you've got other things that you're passionate about uh, you'll find that there's other things that um, you um, like to do but don't even realize that um, you've got a gift or a calling for and so giving time uh, to your community um, in any small way that you can is really going to be very helpful and for me um, I may have a bigger dream than just helping in my community um, and all the things that I'm doing in my life um, my podcasts uh, talking to you guys every week in my podcast um, hoping to have my book out there um, they're all it's all stepping stone uh, for some greater purpose that I would like to uh, be able to contribute more um, to my community and so giving a helping hand uh, you can do that in many ways you can start a little something or you can find uh, lots of um, other uh, community programs um, that you can go and volunteer and help with. Um, I That's how I actually um, started out. I started out trying to do my own thing and I found that it wasn't um, working because of the distance of living in London and trying to do something in Birmingham and then I ended up making sure that I did more volunteer work here in Birmingham with lots of different community. There was um, uh, moms and, 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 and pregnant moms and there's so much out there that you could give one hour, two hour, one day of your life to, um, to make a difference because this is what's going to help to pull our black community back from this brink of this culture that we're actually seeing uh, because all these young people they are suffering in silence because they just can't read and they just can't write and if they can read and write the talent that they already have within them is amazing amazing talent within them and if you can just give them a few hours of your time to give them that opportunity that they too, they too can grow into their greatness. And so think about it and I hope that my work that I do have inspired you that you can give back a little bit of helping hand to someone or some child within your community even if it's one of your own family member, um, you could also do that as well. But 
give back and grow into your greatness. Thank you for sharing this moment with me.